life of prayer. We talked more about having a relationship with God last week and how that should be the foundation for us. But today we're going to start in James 5, and we're going to start around verse 13. It says, Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Notice that, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15 is a key verse for us today. And the prayer of faith. Now, if you're taking notes today, I encourage you to underline this in your Bible. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Verse 16, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So today, if you're taking notes today, the title of my message is Praying in Faith. Praying in Faith. Now today, I have a lot to share with you, a lot of important things I want to talk about. So I encourage you, get your Bibles out, get your notebooks out. I need you to stay with me this morning. And I can already tell by the response level that we've got during the offering that you're going to need to pick up the energy level just a little bit. So I'm not hanging by myself up here. Uh, Because you'll get more when you respond more. And so today I want to talk about praying in faith. Praying in faith. Now how many of you, just throwing this out here, how many of you like answered prayer? He's like, no, I like to pray and get no results whatsoever. That's what I, I enjoy doing that. I just like praying to receive no answers. Do you guys like results when you pray? Okay, well, then today would be a good day for you to be at church because that's what we're going to talk about this morning because the message we are going to preach about today is going to help you when it comes to getting your prayers answered and to receiving results from God when you pray. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just pray to pray. I don't want to just pray to get no results or no answers, but we want to pray on purpose and for a purpose, and God wants to answer our prayers. But we want to talk about praying in faith. So James 5 and verse 14, let's read this. Verse 14. James 5 and 14, it says, Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And verse 15, it says, And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. But notice, it is the prayer of faith. God responds to faith. God responds to faith. God doesn't just respond to your need. He responds to your faith. God is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. And he will move over 10,000 people who do not believe him to go to the one person that does believe him. But notice it's the prayer of faith that heals the sick. It is the prayer of faith that delivers the mentally confused. It is the prayer of faith that sees salvation happen. It is the prayer of faith that raises you up. Not just prayer, but the prayer of faith. And right here he says, if, if you're sick, if you're suffering, you need to pray, but sometimes you need somebody else to pray with you. But who's ever praying needs to pray in faith. Because you're not going to get any results without faith. So it says the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. If it's true for your body, it's true for everything else. The prayer of faith is the prayer that works. The prayer of faith is the prayer that gets answers. The prayer of faith is the one who gets results. The prayer of faith. Now I'm excited about this today. We're going somewhere this morning. But today... The whole message, we're going to be talking about praying in faith. Praying in faith. Because if we're going to see answers from God, if we're going to see the promises of God in our life, if we're going to see results, we have to pray in faith. And it's God's will we pray in faith, and God responds to faith. Faith is what pleases God. 
And God has to have our faith to receive the promises of God in our life. Let's turn over to Ephesians 6 and verse 18 in the Amplified Classic Version. Ephesians 6 and verse 18. It says, pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season. So it's always a good time to pray, right? At all times, on every occasion, in every season. In the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. But notice, we're going to just emphasize this one part. With all manner of prayer. Now some translations say with all kinds of prayer. All kinds of prayer. There's different kinds of prayer in the Bible, and they're not all the same. Now, last week, we specifically talked about a certain type of prayer, which is the foundation of all the rest of the prayers, which is just having a relationship with God. We could call that relational prayer or or fellowship or communion or just having an ongoing friendship with God. That's what we talked about last week. And that should be the basis that all the rest of the prayers are built upon. But there is different manners or kinds of prayer in the Bible, and we need to know about them. There's, there's the prayer of thanksgiving or worship or praise. That's a prayer. There is the prayer of consecration, of giving your will and your heart and your motives to God. There, there is the prayer of intercession, which we're going to probably talk about that in the next few weeks. There's praying in the Spirit. That's a different type of prayer. But today I want to talk about one prayer called supplication. Now, let's look at this same verse, but in the New King James Version, because it actually says that word supplication. Ephesians 6 and verse 18 in the New King James, if you have it. Do we have it? Maybe. Ephesians 6 and verse 18. There we go. Praying always with all prayer, notice, and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So we're going to talk about a specific type of prayer. Now, still talking about praying in faith, but this prayer is called the prayer of supplication. Now, here is the basic definition of supplication. Supplication prayer is to ask or request something from God. So when it says in the Bible that we need to give God our prayers and and all prayer and supplication, it means that God wants you to ask him something. He wants you to request something from him. Now let's look at another verse that says this as well. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. I told you, keep your pens ready today. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and with thanksgiving. Notice, let your request... Why? Because supplication is to ask or request something to God. Let your request be made known to God, in verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So today we're specifically talking about a kind of prayer, which is the prayer of supplication that means to ask or request. But that is the prayer of faith in the Bible. And the key to asking and requesting from God is to pray in faith. Now, when we're praying this prayer of supplication, I love the Passion Translation says of these verses that, that God wants to answer your faith-filled request. But when we're asking and requesting, we need to know what belongs to us. Now, here's a question that people sometimes wonder about. Does God really want me to ask him if he already knows what I need? The answer is yes. He wants you to ask him even though he already knows what you need. Because you have a will and he has a will. And if God is going to get involved in your life, you have to ask him. He's not going to override your will. He's not going to force you. You have to invite God into your life if he's going to be a part of your life. And even though God knows you need certain things, he will not step in until you ask him. Because he's a gentleman. Because he respects your will. So when we ask God something, we give God permission to be involved in our lives. 
And we pray that his will would be done in our lives as it is in heaven. That, that, that when we pray, we receive everything that God has for us, but we have to ask. We have to request. The Bible says supplication, which is to ask or request, but we must do it in faith. So does God want us to ask him for stuff? The answer is yes. And I'm going to show you why. Because sometimes people will go into two different extremes when it comes to this about asking God. Here's one extreme. Super religious people will act like asking God for stuff or things is prideful or selfish. You know, I just care about a relationship with God. I don't want to ask him anything. No, I'm good. I, I got it all together. I, I don't want to ask God anything. And, and they disguise it in being super religious, but it's not right. And they act like the people like us in here that would ask God boldly about some things. Well, you guys are just prideful and selfish. And why are you trying to boss God around and tell him what to do? What, what's your problem? When God says he wants you to ask him. And those people are going without because they don't ask him. Now, here's the other extreme some people get into is you ask God about stuff you need, but that's all you talk to him about. <laughs> and that's equally as wrong. That's why we talked about relationship the first week before we talked about this. Because your asking should come in the context of a relationship with him. Your prayer life should not be like you sitting on Santa's lap and giving him your Christmas list. And that's the only time you talk to God. Or the only time you talk to God is on your way to the emergency room. Or the only time you pray to God is before the test that you didn't study for. Come on now, somebody. And that's another extreme that probably people in our camp and our, and our faith people can be in. They don't even really have a good fellowship or relationship with God, but they know what they want from God. Oh, I know all thousands of promises, and I will quote them to you, God, but I just don't want to talk to you throughout the day. I want you to heal my body and take care of my kids and prosper me. Hi, bye, we'll see you later. That's equally as wrong. Because asking should come in the context of a relationship. Now, let me give you this example. We're still talking about asking. Is it okay to ask God for stuff? Yes. We should ask in the context of a relationship with God, knowing this, that he is a good father. And if you know anything, if you have kids or grandkids, they don't get anything unless they ask. Because they don't know how to take care of themselves. Because they don't know how to provide for themselves. Because they don't know how to heal themselves. And they don't know how to make things better for themselves. So they have to ask their parent if they want something. They have to tell their parent they need something. They have to vocalize that, whether by crying or laughing or getting their attention or speaking the kid has to do something to their parent to ask them so that the parent can meet their needs. And if the kid does not tell them, the parent will not know what to do and cannot provide for that. It's the same way with God. God is a good heavenly father. And even though he knows what you need, you have to be a good kid and tell him what you need. And just like a good son or daughter, you are completely dependent, not independent of him. And, and when you ask him, you're telling God, I am not my own provider. You are. Because I'm the kid in this relationship and you're the father. And I can't heal myself, but you are my healer. And I'm going to ask you for that. And I can't deliver myself, so I'm going to ask you that because you're my father. And you ask him in context of a relationship. Knowing that he's a good dad, and I'm his son or daughter, but I need to ask him. And your asking shows your dependence upon him. 
Your asking shows your faith in him. Your asking shows your trust that he will meet all your needs. Don't you know the same way when your kids come to you and ask you, you feel good because you feel like, man, I can take care of my kids. This is exciting. I want to help you. I want to provide for you. I want to meet your needs. And when your kid has enough confidence to come and ask you, you feel good as a parent, don't you? Same way with God. When we show our dependence upon God and we ask him like a good son or daughter, even though he already knows what we need before we ask, it shows us that we trust him that he's a good father. It shows him that we are not independent from him. We are dependent upon him. It shows him that that we care, that we believe that he can be trusted and that we have faith that he will meet our needs when we ask. So asking is not prideful or selfish, and it's not just a to-do list of what God wants to do in your life. It's actually a relationship with a good father. And we ask because he wants us to. Like a good dad wants to meet our needs, spirit, soul, and body. Shows our dependence, our trust, and our faith in him. Can I read you some verses about why God tells us to ask? So what does the Bible say? We're going to go through these pretty quick. Matthew 7 and verse 7. This is Jesus speaking. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Matthew 7 and verse 11. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, notice what it says, how much more your Father, who is in heaven, will give good things to those who... To those who ask him. He's not just giving these out to everybody, but to the kids that ask him. Notice, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? Here's another one, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. John 14, in verse 12, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So I think we've understood here that God wants us to ask. And these aren't even all the verses I could have quoted to you. So if God says to ask, we should ask. If God says, I want you to talk to me about this, we should talk to him about it. And it's awesome. All these verses say, if you ask, you will find. If you ask, you will receive. If you ask, I will do it. Not if you ask, I'll think about it. If you ask, it might be yes, it might be no, it might be maybe. No, if you ask, you will find. If you ask, you will receive. If you ask, it will be done to you. If you ask, I will do it when you pray it in faith. But God wants us to ask. I love this. Smith Wigglesworth said this, God is more willing to answer than we are to ask. Actually, James 4 and 2 says this, we have not. Because we ask not. Many of us cannot complain about the lack that is in our lives when we don't ask God for anything big. We don't ask God to meet our needs. We don't ask God to do anything in our life. And then we have not because we ask not. So when you go to prayer, I'm talking to everybody in here. When you go to prayer... You need to be thinking when you go in there and you're actually asking and requesting that God is more willing to answer than I'm even to ask. So just tell him what you need. Tell him what you want. 
Ask him for things that are on your heart because God is ready and willing. And he says, ask me. If you ask me, you will receive. If you seek, you will find. If you ask, I will do it. But you got to ask him. You got to ask him. And so the Bible tells us it's not prideful or selfish to ask. It actually shows our faith and dependence upon a good father. And God wants us to ask, but he wants us to ask in faith. You still with me this morning? So we're still talking about praying in faith. Praying in faith. So each part of this message kind of builds upon each other. So we we first talked about the importance of asking and why it's important. And should we even ask God? And the answer is yes. But it's not good enough to just ask and request something from God. We must ask that in faith. We must pray that in faith if we are to receive anything from God. If God is going to move, yes, we need to ask, but we need to ask in faith. John Wesley said this, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. Believing prayer. That's a prayer of faith. But God will do nothing in your life except in response to believing prayer. I want to tell you something this morning. This statement might shock you. And you might say, Pastor, why are you you saying this? Lightning might hit you. But God does not answer prayers. let, Let that sit a little bit here. God answers prayers of faith. There's a lot of people talking to God and getting nothing. You know that. There's billions of people saying stuff to God, and there's no results in their life whatsoever. There's no answers. There's no change. God doesn't answer prayers. He answers prayers in faith. He answers believing prayers. Because faith is the currency of heaven. And you cannot receive anything from God apart from faith. So yes, we need to ask and request, but we need to do it in faith, believing. Once again, John Wesley said God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. This traditional thinking That just because you prayed to God, God's going to do it. Whether you're in faith or not, is wrong. Because there's a lot of people saying a lot of words to God or whoever they think they believe in, and nothing's happening. And you know what happens when those people are getting bitter at God? Frustrated about it? Like Keith Moore said, people will say there's faith failures. Well, you're not believing anything. You could pray from the time you get up to the time you go to sleep. He's not answering it unless you're in faith and you actually believe it. I know I'm shocking some of you right now, but it's true. God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. Smith Wigglesworth said this, a prayer without faith is a prayer without accomplishment. I know what I'm saying is challenging your traditional thinking, especially those of us who believe in the Bible belt. And we say a lot of superficial things to people like, we're praying for you. Are you? I haven't seen any results, if you are. Or you see on the news station, we're going to send our thoughts and prayers. Ain't nothing happening. Send your vibes, your prayers, your thoughts, your feelings. Ain't nothing happening unless somebody's in faith. Am I being too strong on a Sunday morning? It's the truth. It's nice to say that, but what matters if somebody's praying in faith and actually believes it? Let me keep saying it here. Here's another traditional thing. If somebody's in need, I need to get a lot of people praying. 
So I have a need, so I'm going to call all the churches in the community. Put us on your prayer list. And I'm going to call TBN and say, get us on the prayer list. And I need hundreds and thousands of people praying so then God will move. No, you don't. Because God doesn't answer prayer. He answered believing prayer. He answers prayer and faith. And it only takes one person believing God. You don't need a prayer team. You don't need a prayer hotline. You don't need thousands of people praying for you. You need one person praying in faith for God to move in your life. You need to believe the prayer yourself for God to move in your life. You don't need everybody. You just need one person who believes God. All this stuff I'm telling you, it's tradition. It's not the Bible. And people mean Mean it in the nicest way, in the right way, and they're trying to help, but keep your thoughts and prayers. I just need one person who believes God. Because you're going to be praying some anti-scriptural prayer anyways, like Lord take him or, you know, Lord keep him. Who, who knows, whatever the will of the Lord will be. Don't pray that junk. I'd rather you cuss me out than pray for me that way. I sounded like Dr. Jacobs when I said that, didn't I? Don't cuss me out. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Spirit of prophet got on me a second. No, send your thoughts and prayers to me. Just cuss him out. No. <laughs> joking, joking. <clears throat> God doesn't answer prayers. He answers prayers in faith. He answers believing prayers. Are you still with me? Most people are wishing and hoping, not believing. Most people are thinking positive thoughts and wishful thinking. They don't actually believe anything. They don't actually have any faith. And then when it doesn't happen, they blame God. They throw away their faith. They don't come to a word of faith church anymore. They'd rather go to a denominational church because the faith message doesn't work. So I'm going to dumb down my theology for my experience. When you don't want to take responsibility that it wasn't on God's side or even the devil's side, it's you didn't have any faith. talking to myself too do we believe God do we pray in faith because that is the prayer that gets answered what is saying James the prayer of faith will save the sick the prayer of faith will raise them up the prayer of faith will see deliverance it's the prayer of faith not just prayer not a hotline, not a prayer team, not the elders of the church. It's a prayer of faith in God. Not in the abundance of people praying or the person praying, but prayers of faith in God. You still here? Are you offended? Okay, please don't be. It's the truth. I love you. Most people don't pray in faith. They wish and hope, and then it doesn't happen. It only takes one person believing God for it to happen. Here's some quotes from Brother Hagin. I don't believe in prayer. That's where I got it from. I believe in a God who hears and answers prayer. It is praying in faith that works with God. That is only the prayer that works. Believe you receive from God when you pray. It takes believing prayer to get the job done. The trouble with many Christians is that they do a lot of praying without any believing. And it does not accomplish anything. Unbelief wanders around in prayer, but faith gets to the point. So, not just prayer, prayers and faith, believing prayers. Now, some of you were shocked by what I, I said earlier, but I have a scripture for you. Let's look at James, James 1. 
God doesn't just answer prayers. He prayers, answers prayers in faith. James 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, notice what it says, let him ask of God. There's an ask again. But before we go any further in this, this situation just pertains to wisdom, but it could be anything you're asking God. Notice what it says. If any of you lacks wisdom or lacks healing or lacks prosperity, anything, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. Verse 6. But let him ask in what? In what? With no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7. For let not the man suppose that he will receive anything. This is a verse from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. This passage says exactly what I just said to you that made you feel a little uncomfortable. That traditional thinking came up. It says if anyone needs anything from God, they need to ask and they need to ask in faith because if they don't ask in faith, don't be shocked when you don't receive anything from God. That's what that verse just said. But many people are not asking in faith and saying, what happened? They're shocked. They're offended. They're bitter at God. They're bitter at the people that taught them about faith. They're frustrated and they decided to stop asking God and to stop praying because they're not seeing the results and they're not seeing answers. But this passage says, when you ask, ask in faith without doubting. But if you don't, don't expect to receive anything from God. That's a strong statement. So what I said and what Brother Hagin just said is very scriptural. That yes, God wants you to ask, but to see results, you've got to have to ask it in faith, believing it, not doubting, not wavering. And then and only then you will receive it from God. But if you don't believe and ask in faith, you will not receive anything from God. Because God responds to believing prayer, prayers of faith. You guys still here this morning? Now, we're going somewhere. So how can we pray in faith about whatever situation we're in? How can we pray in faith, in confidence, not doubting, not wavering? How can we do that? You have to know it's God's will. Faith begins where the will of God is known. I want to say that one more time. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So we're, so we're, we're at this place right now. We're building upon everything we're saying. So we know we need to ask, yes. And we need to ask in faith, yes, to receive from God. But how can we have faith and confidence in God? We have to know it's God's will. We have to know it's God's will because faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith is not believing God can do something. It's believing God will do something. There's a difference. There's a difference. A lot of people on the planet would tell you God can do everything. Right? but they don't believe that God will do it for them. That's not faith. A lot of denominational people, if you ask them, can God heal? They would say yes, but will he heal you? Oh, I don't know. Whatever the Lord's will is. Well, do you believe that God can do miracles? Yes, of course, but will he do one for you? I don't know. It's whatever the will the Lord is. Is it God's will? Can he heal you of depression and anxiety? Can you heal your body? Can he deliver you? 
I know he can, but will he? A lot of people think that God can. That's not faith. There's people that don't even know Jesus the way that you know Jesus. They don't even go to church. Go. I believe God could do everything. He can do it all. But he's not doing anything in their life. Why? Because you have to believe he will. Because that's faith. Faith is not believing that God can do it. It's believing that God will do it for you. And that it is his will for you to receive whatever you need to receive. Faith begins where the will of God is known. 1 John 5, let's turn there in verse 14. I know I'm fired up today. Just receive this today. 1 John 5 and verse 14 says, Now this is the confidence. Now how can you have confidence when you ask him something? That we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked him of. Notice that. We can have confidence when we ask him if we know it's his will. If we know it's his will. We're going somewhere. So we need to ask, yes. We need to be in faith, yes. Well, how can we be in faith and confidence when we ask? We have to know it's his will, yes. How do you know his will? God's will is God's word. Come on, I'm preaching better than you responded today. God's will is God's word. If you know God's word on the subject, you know God's will on the subject. None of this, whatever will be, will be. Lord, if it be thy will, uh uh-uh. We can know what the will of the Lord is. It says that in the Bible, in Ephesians. You can understand and know what the will of the Lord is. And God's will is God's word. That's how you can have faith and confidence when you go to God and ask something because you know God's word, you know God's will. Once again, we we go back. Why do people say that God can do something, but they don't know if he will do something? Don't know it. God's word is God's will. And the, no, the more you know God's word, the more you know God's will. And the more confidence you will have when you pray. The more faith you will have when you pray. The more believing you will have when you pray. The more you know God's word, you know God's will. Then no one can talk you out of it. No Believing non-believer can talk you out of it. No Facebook quote quote, can talk you out of it. No wrong experience in your life can talk you out of it. No demon can talk you out of it because you know God's words, you know God's will. And you don't even let past failures and past mistakes stop you back because you know God's word, you know God's will. And you don't say, well, you know what? I believe God one time and it didn't work. So I'm not going to believe for healing now. No, I don't base what I believe off my experience. I base what I believe off God's word because God's word is God's will. And if my life doesn't align with God's word, my life is wrong and his word is right. God's word It's God's will. I'm feeling this today. (laughs) Am I helping you this morning? Am I giving you some answers to some questions this morning? So yes, ask. Yes, pray in faith. How do we pray in faith? We got to know it's God's will. How do we know it's God's will? We got to know it's God's word. If you're weak in faith, it's because you don't know his word. If you're not confident when you pray, it's because you don't know his word. You got to be confident and in faith, knowing his will, because you know his word. 
No one can talk me out of healing being God's will because God's word says it's his will. God's word, if, if you only had one scripture, which you have a lot more than that, if you just had one scripture that said, by his stripes you are healed, that's all you need. God's word is God's will. It's God's will that everyone would be saved. God's word is God's will. Does everyone receive salvation? No, they don't. But it's still God's will. Because we know his will. We know his word. Because we know his word, we know his will. Here's something to think about. <laughs> oh, I'm too excited to tell you the rest of this. God's word is God's will. Are you receiving this today? The reason I'm teaching this today is because I want to see you start getting results in your prayer life. I want to see you start getting answers and start, stop wandering around, doubting, kind of believing, kind of not, not seeing results. No, there is answers in the word of God for us today. And someone needs to rightly divide and tell you the truth and not tradition about praying and faith. That's why I'm talking so strong and so straight this morning because I love you. And I want to see this in my life and your life. And I want to see us praying faith. So God's word is God's will. We know his will because we know his word. Now, your Bible is broke up into two different sections. It's called the Old Testament and the New Testament. Do you know what a testament is? Mr. Dan got it. It's your will. Let me read you what a testament is. In the Bible, it's called Old Testament and New Testament. Because a testament is a person's will pertaining to their property. You ever heard the term, their last will and testament? A testament is the record left to the family on what belongs to them and their inheritance. I just feel extra Pentecostal today for some reason. You can't fault me for this. I'm just excited about it. So a testament is someone's will. Old Testament, New Testament. Of what belongs to their family and their inheritance that belongs to them. And that's what this word is. It is a document and a record from heaven. Your heavenly father sent to his family to tell them what belongs to them and their inheritance. This is not just an old dead crusty book that tells you how to just live your life. No, this is a legal document that is God's last will and testament to you. That tells you what belongs to you as his children. What the record says belongs to you. Your inheritance as his family. That's what this book is. Not just a book of do's and don'ts. Not just how to get your life better in ten steps. It's a legal document saying God's last will and testament to you, his family. Ooh. And if we know God's will, we know we can ask in faith. Because God's word is God's will. Are you guys receiving this this morning? I know I'm wild today, but I'm just excited for you. So, once we know God's will, because we know God's word, we have to keep hearing it. Because whatever we hear the most, we believe. 
Whatever we hear the most, we have faith in. Good or bad, truth or lie. And so we must hear God's word more than anything else if we are to have faith that it's God's will to move in our life. But a lot of us hear the world louder than the word. We hear our feelings louder than the word. We hear our flesh louder than the world. But if we are to have strong faith, we have to know God's word and hear it. Romans 10, 17, very familiar passage. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Whatever we hear the most, we believe in the most. Whatever we hear the most, we have the most faith in. You know, there's people that hear lies all the time, and they really believe it and have faith in it. But they believe it's true. Why? Because they just hear it. But God's word is truth. Stay with me. We're closing. We're landing the plane. Does God want you to ask? Yes. Does he want you to pray in faith? Yes. How do you pray in faith and confidence? You got to know his will. How do you know his will? You got to know his word. How do you know his word? You got to hear it. And faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. Not once heard Hearing and hearing. Since it's just us in here today, can I speak freely? I think you and I both know people, not just in this church, but people that used to be in a word of faith, spirit-filled type of church, and got away from that. And when you're around them, they're different. There's no faith about them anymore. They don't believe in healing anymore. They don't believe in deliverance anymore. They don't believe in prosperity anymore. They don't believe in miracles anymore. What happened? They got out of an environment of hearing and hearing by the word of God. And instead of hearing faith and the word, they were hearing religion and tradition. And their faith grows weaker Because they don't hear the right things. That's why it's so important you come to church. Every week. Every time the door is open, you need to be here. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And every day, you need to be putting on podcasts of people that help your faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And even if you can't get to a podcast or technology, open up this Bible and read it to yourself. And you know what? Faith will come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Because when you stop hearing it, your faith grows weaker. And if you want to have strong faith, you got to keep hearing the word of God because that keeps you confident in knowing God's will. Are you understanding what I'm saying today? But you have to hear it. I listen to podcasts all day long, every day. Most people would say, like, Why, how do you do that? How do you listen to so much stuff during the day? Because I like it. I like the way my spirit feels that I listen to podcasts all day long. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and I don't need to take the chance of my faith getting weak I don't need to take a day off of my faith getting weak I got too much responsibility I got too much important things happening in my life I got too many things I need to do for God I don't need to take away from hearing and hearing by the word of God and neither do you 
Don't ever get tired of hearing the message of faith. Don't get ever tired of hearing the message of the authority of the believer. Don't ever get tired of hearing about the spirit-filled life. Don't ever get tired of hearing about angels and demons. Don't ever get tired about hearing about healing and deliverance because a lot of people are not hearing what you're hearing. Therefore, they don't have it in their life because they're not hearing it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Are you getting something today? I'm about to close. The enemy wants to be so loud in your life and tell you things like, you can't do it. You can't have it. That's not true. The Bible's not true. You're not going to get delivered out of this. You're not going to get healed from this. You're not going to make it through this. He wants to put those thoughts in your head just so he can put a little bit of doubt in your prayers. Because the Bible says if you have doubt, you'll receive nothing from God. So the enemy uses the same principle on you in the reverse. He talks to you all day long. Negative. Sickness, disease, poverty, depression, suicide. You're not going to make it. Your life's not going to be this way. Your marriage is not going to do this. Your kids are going to go this way. Your grandkids. Because he knows faith comes by hearing and hearing too. And whoever you listen to the most wins. And he knows if he can just get a little bit of doubt in there, a little bit of unbelief in there, you will receive nothing from God. That's why we have to keep his voice out so we can pray in faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, when we're hearing by the word of God, I'm trying to wrap up. I know I've said that. I'm trying. I'm at 53 minutes. I'm trying. You guys okay, right? You're still going to beat the Baptist to uh, Golden Corral. You'll make it. So, faith comes by hearing and hearing. There, there's two different words for the word of God in the Bible. There is the logos and the rhema. And faith comes by hearing both. Let me explain to you what I'm saying. The Logos is the written word. So faith comes when you hear this written word preached. But how many of you know there are situations in your life that are not in this Bible specifically? Like what car you should buy, who you should get married to, where you should go to church. Certain steps like that are not written out in the Bible, correct? The principles are in there, but not the exact steps to take. So when I say hearing and hearing by the word of God, we have faith. I'm talking about the written word, which is the logos. But I'm also talking about the rhema word, which is a revealed spoken word. And faith comes through the Logos, the written word, but also Rhema, the spoken, revealed word to you. But you cannot have faith unless God spoke it to you. Here's an example. Many people have, have done stuff like this. And what got me thinking about this specifically was Pastor Keith Moore, when he was here, he mentioned something like this. Many so-called faith people have stepped out and said, I'm going to do this without asking God, and then it didn't work. Let's just say this. Car. You're saying, I'm believing God for a new car. That's scriptural. That's in the Logos, the written word, that God would want to provide your needs. But he didn't tell you what kind. You're going to have to hear from God if you want the car that God has for you. Here's what happens. A lot of Christians will be in a church like ours, and they'll hear the word about faith and go, okay, then I'm choosing. 
So if I can believe and receive everything, I got a Toyota Prius, but I want a Bentley. Did God tell you you were getting a Bentley? Nope. But all things are possible for those who believe. No, you're taking that scripture out of context because you didn't hear, so you can't have faith for that. I'm trying to avoid you having a faith accident. Now, it's scriptural to believe God for a new car, but you can't jump from a Prius to a Bentley and say it was God unless he really said that. And the people are like, well, why didn't it happen? Or you're living in an apartment, and then you try to put a down payment on a $5 million house. Did God tell you that? Well, no. Well, you can't have faith for it, and he's not going to pay for it. You are. Come on now, somebody. We believe in faith and wisdom. And once again, you can only have faith by hearing the word of God. The written word and the spoken word. You can't just make something up and say, well, God, I'm believing for that. Now, it's more likely that God would say, you have a $150,000 house. And God says, I want you to stretch your faith. I'm going to help you. Let's believe for a $200,000 house. And if God tells you that house, I could see that being a word from God. But God's not going to jump you to a $5 million house. And then you say, well, I can just believe for whatever I want. No. Because faith only comes by hearing the word of God. Hearing the written word, the logos, and hearing the spoken, revealed word, the rhema. Anybody here? So we need to hear the word of God if we want God's results. We have to hear his voice. Trust me, I've seen it happen so many times. People that can't pay pay their bills are saying, I'm a God-made billionaire. No, you're not. God didn't tell that to you. You just need to pay your bills and believe for some tithe money. All right, you guys went home on that one. I'm trying to help you here. Now, God will speak to you about specific things, but only if he speaks to you can you have faith for that. Not just making up any kind of dream and plan you want because you heard a message on faith. And then you said, okay, well, let's live the lifestyles of the rich and famous because I heard this message on faith. I can believe God for anything. No, you can believe God for what he told you. He can, you can, he can believe you for you, you can only have faith with what he told you belongs to you. What he told you is your inheritance. What he, he told you, the car he told you to buy. He, he's not obligated to buy the one that you wanted over here. He, the one he told you, the house he told you, the, the person he told you to be with, the job he told you to be at, the, the church he told you to be at. Faith only comes when you hear and hear and hear the voice of God. I know I went a little bit longer, but I wanted to explain that to you. But faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So number one, written word. If you don't have a rhema word, always go back to the written word, the logos. But there is specific things in our life. We will hear a rhema, a specific revealed word from God, and then you can have faith to step out on that. You realize this church right here, God told dad 35 years ago to start Church on the Rock in New Albany. If he didn't tell him that, then dad could have no faith to have a church in New Albany. Because he wouldn't know God's will. But since God gave him a rhema word, start Church on the Rock in New Albany, Indiana, 35 years ago, he knew his will. And because he knew his will, there has been fruit for 35 years. Because trust me, when he tells you a rhema word, there will be results. There will be good fruit that comes out of him. But you only know God's word by hearing it. Last verse. 1 John 5. Verse um, 14. 
Did you guys get anything this morning? In the message. I love this. My purpose in writing this is, is simply this. That you who believe in God's son will know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you have eternal life. The reality and not the illusion. And how bold and free then become in his presence. Freely asking according to his will. Sure that he's listening. And if we are confident that he's listening, we know that we have asked for is as good as ours. Isn't that an awesome verse? Did you guys get something this morning? I believe you did. Well, let's pray. Father, we just love you today. We thank you today for your word. We thank you for everything that was said today, from the offering to the message to the worship. We pray, Father, that you'd seal it in our hearts. We thank you for the best days are yet to come for our church, for our families, for our futures, and we believe it today. Father, we thank you through this message that we're not going to be doubters anymore. We're not going to be wishful, hopeful thinkers. We're going to be believers, praying in faith, seeing results. And Father, we thank you. We can pray in confidence and in faith because we know your will. Father, we love you today. We thank you for the protection of God to be upon your people, the favor of God to be upon them. We go in your presence today. We thank you for this next season of life groups that have already started. We pray for them right now, that they would continue to succeed, people's needs would be met, that we would have a greater intimacy and fellowship with each other as a church family. We pray that great friendships would grow out of it, that we wouldn't be alone, that we would do life together. We thank you for a great day in your house. In Jesus' name, amen.